friends, welcome back to Spotlight Sessions, the podcast from AMP Talent Group. I'm your host, Rosie Ferguson, and our goal here is to empower up and coming actors on their path to success with insights from people who power the industry. Today, we're taking a look at the art of self-promotion. It's really important how to build your personal brand as a performer and market yourself effectively across different platforms. To help us do that, we're joined by Rania Walker. She's the president of Front Door PR, an esteemed agency known for its award-winning media and public relations campaigns. Rania founded her own company after a 20-year career in media as a producer, director, journalist, and host. And now she uses her connections, her creativity, her expertise to help others. We are thrilled that she's here to help us with some PR branding tips for actors. Welcome, Rania. It's so great to have you here and to see you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And can I get a snippet of that? I want to put that that little intro on my website. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Thank you, Elsie. Absolutely. You. <laughs> absolutely. We were happy to happy to oblige. Well, it's well deserved. Rania, you have so much experience, so much to share. And you know, before we get into it all, why don't you expand a little bit more on your background? Tell us a little bit about yourself and your experience working with performers to promote their personal brands. Oh, thank you. Well, um, I was a producer, most recently, I guess, in the industry, I was a TV producer, worked at a little place called the Weather Network, where I met someone named Rosie Ferguson. <laughs> <laughs> so that's yep. where I got to meet you and work You're with amazing. you, which was yep. amazing. Thank you. Um, but, you know, I started my career, you know, when I went to university, I wasn't really sure. I knew that I wanted to be in communications. I knew that I wanted to be, to work in television, work in a creative aspect, got out of university, went to grad school and thought, I'm going to change the world. Right. And then I realized that really what I wanted to do was tell stories. Yep. So I worked my way to a point where, you know, I got a lot of experience in the industry in front of the camera, behind the camera, you know, producing, directing, doing all that. And then it got to the point where, you know, having a young family, working crazy hours, long hours, um, I looked at it and said, you know, what can I do where I can take everything that I've learned and everything I know and the connections that I've fostered and help other people and build a business? Because I knew at the time that working um, for a company might be challenging because, again, my kids were young. Sure. Uh, my husband was a first responder, and it was really hard with the hours. So I needed that flexibility. So my little joke, and I don't mean to offend anyone who works in PR, but it was like, you know, <laughs> PR and communications is where, you know, media people go to die. That's where we kind of, <laughs> I get so upset, but it's kind of true. And there's so many of them too, that. right? <laughs> yeah, but you know what? It's it's that skill set and performers will tell you, you know, in any career you have, you have certain transferable skills. And it just made sense to be able to go into this field and share everything I learned and then you know, having worked with a lot of performers and actors, you know, uh, in front of the screen, behind the screen, because a lot of performers also are, have talent working in the industry, For but sure. in front of and behind the camera, I got to know a lot of people. So really, I got to grow with them and see what worked, what didn't, um, and it's evolved. I mean, I've been doing this for 12 years now, and, you know, the rules that I had, and when I used to do media training, when I first started out uh, till now, has drastically changed drastically i mean the evolution of social media really if i think about it i got on facebook i think in 
2017. And really it was to keep an eye on a much younger cousin who got on there. I was like, what is she doing? <laughs> you know, getting out there, putting all this out into the world. You I know, think I'm that's the reason a lot of people made a lot of social media accounts, right? Just to keep an, yeah. eye, on, keep an eye on younger, younger, uh, younger people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of where I started on social, but social isn't even my expertise. Like my expertise is really in telling your story across traditional media, but again, it's evolved. And, you know, as, as we've been going along, really the last 12 to 20 years, I'd say we've all had to evolve and learn and grow. And whatever I tell you now is maybe outdated in two or three years. Yep. But so that's the wonderful thing is that you can constantly evolve and there's constantly new ways to get yourself out there. So as long as you're willing to play, like if you look at it as play rather than work, mm-hmm. um, promotion should be fun. It so, shouldn't be work. Ron, yeah. Let's talk then about branding for actors. How important is it to have a well-defined personal brand in in today's entertainment industry? If you're an actor, if you're a model, if you're a performer, how much should you be thinking about it? It's not just important, it's essential. If you're going to pay for headshots, if you're going to take the time to note your you know, successes on IMDb, you need to work on your social media and you need to work on your personal branding. And the reason is, is right now, um, you know, casting agents and productions, the first thing they do is they Google. Right. And they look to see who you are, what your background is. They try and do their due diligence to their best, you know, because you might give the best audition in the world, but if you don't have a following and you don't have a presence and they've got to choose between you and somebody else, who has an, a built-in audience and who has a presence. I mean, we've all heard those stories of people who were like, well, you know, they had a, you know, a, a following of 300,000 people or, you know, they were already featured on so many different things or, you know, they're a thought leader and they have, a, you know, and, and again, the following doesn't have to be on social, but it could be much like you or like other people who have people who want to see them. And that's what we're even seeing from a PR perspective. You know, when I pitch a client, a regular client, mm-hmm. um, first thing producers do is they look and see, do those people have an audience? And so it's essential these days to build your personal brand because between you and someone else, uh, if they have to choose, they will most likely go with that person. Okay. So we know it's crucial. It's something that we have to be thinking about as much as, as, yeah anything in in how we portray ourselves. So what is your process then for helping new clients develop that personal brand? So we really go back to the basics. So the first thing I do is I do a strategic assessment and we just tear everything apart and we literally start with, you know, what do you have? What's in your personal tool chest? You know, do you have a website? Again, none of these are necessarily, you don't need all of them, but just to look and see what do you have? You know, so what do you have on social? What have you done before? Um, have you had accolades? Is something we can use? Have you had reviews? You know, if you're new and you're starting out, you probably don't have that. So you shouldn't be dissuaded. Just remember, you have to start somewhere and it's building blocks. So we look at that. And then we start looking at defining your brain. Who are you? Okay. What do you do and what do you bring at the table? And I remember we did um, we did one of these exercises uh, with a small group with Anne-Marie uh, I think just prior to COVID. Yep. And it was really remarkable because I think we had about, you know, 16 or 18 people in the room and these performers were sitting there and I sat there and I, I said to them, you know, what do you know that nobody else 
knows. And they looked at me and I'm like, what do you know? And they kind of, they were like, we don't know what you're asking. I'm like, if I were to tell you, like, tell me something that I don't know, or tell me something you do that I don't do. And everybody had something. And I said, okay, let's look at that. And, and there was one performer, uh, Krista Barzo, and she actually, and I hope I don't say this wrong, but you know, she's like a martial arts expert and she does stunts and things like that. And I'm like, let's go with that. What do you know? What are some of the things a performer would want to know? And she goes, well, safety, number one. Sure. And what your rights are on set, because a lot of times you might get pushed to do things you're not comfortable doing or that you're not fully um, trained in. Mm-hmm. And then it Let's go feel further safe. with that. Right. Yeah. And if you were to go on Krista's um, uh, Instagram and things right now, that's what she's leveraging. So often it's about, you know, getting that out there and, and looking at, okay, what is your brand? So I'm not saying that that's Krista's brand, but definitely that helps define her and differentiate her from other performers. So if I was a casting agent and I was looking at this, this individual versus somebody else, I'd be like, you know what, this is part of her brand. I now know that she is somebody who has this expertise versus somebody else who might sing or somebody else who writes scripts or somebody else that may be an equestrian and has that skill and I don't have to train or sorry, train. Right. So it's really about looking at what do you have that differentiates you from somebody else? Um, you know, what do you, what are you willing to do? So again, and then putting that messaging out there and having consistency. And we have a tool called an editorial calendar mm-hmm. and people think, why do I need that? Well, it just is a guideline. You know, it's looking at what can I talk about when, what are important awareness days for me that are going to help also define my personal brand, what I stand for, what I believe in, you know, what I'm, what I want to talk about, what fun things do I want to share? And then building that out. So it's really like starting with those three things. You know, what do you have in your tool chest? What differentiates you uh, as a brand? And then how can you articulate that brand, you know, uh, over the course of a year or a month or a week? You know, what stories can you share? What tips can you share? And that's how you start building the brand. It's You know, there's a lot more pieces to that. But I would say if you sat down and had those three things that you really thought about, that would be a good starting point. So you you mentioned about uh, Krista and how she's yeah. you know taking that that skill she has something that sets her apart from everyone else yeah. and she's putting that out there whether you know it's, it's it's videos and using Instagram or some other platform yeah. how do you decide where you're going to put yourself out there is it social media what role does social media play in building and promoting your personal brand and is that right oh, for right. everyone yeah, I think for performers specifically, yes. Okay. I think you really do. And I think, you know, a lot of people don't want to be on social. And yes, social can be very toxic. So I think if you create your own personal boundaries around social media so that you're not looking at, well, look at what this person's doing and right. look at what that, even as a person who works in PR, you know, I also have that because in PR, like we're literally public relations. <laughs> we should be out there more and we should right. be, but it's really hard because human nature is to compare and to compete and, and to look. So what you have to do is go, okay, social media is going to be your number one way of getting out there because that's again, essentially a free tool that you can use to share your talent and to share your personality. 
and to share what you believe in and define it and to share your work, like first and foremost, your right. work, right? Well, as, as you mentioned, if the first thing when you put an audition uh, out there and someone's not heard of you before and they're Googling you, well, that's what's going to come up. And then it's another aspect of you that perhaps someone who's thinking about casting you in something is, is, is going to see. So that's a really good point. And like you said, it's, 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 you know, it's free, it's, it's there. And it's tough though. How do you advise performers? You know, you mentioned the comparing, the negativity, how, how do you wrap your head around just putting it out there and not worrying about, you know, the, the criticism or the negative things? So, you will always have trolls. You will always have critics. And there's this really nice thing called block. <laughs> so block them yeah, and get rid of them. Yeah. Report them. I mean, it's just what it is. That's what it is in life. I mean, you're driving down the street and someone cuts you off. They're a jerk. You know, it's like you're just going to have that in life. Um, but I think really having your boundaries and going, you know what, I'm not going to be tr- scrolling on here all day. Mm -hmm. I'm going to set some time when I know that it's optimal and, you know, I'm going to create. The other thing is it's really people get caught up in the creation of content. Yes, You know, you could set aside, you know, a few hours on a weekend and create your content for a month. You know, as performers, it's not that hard. You're used to doing self tapes. You're used to doing these other things. You know, in one hour, you could probably easily record 12 different snippets. You know, it doesn't matter. You don't have to change your clothes. You don't have to change your location, you know, and you can cut up, you know, you can do one video for 10 minutes and cut that up into like, you know, 15 different segments. So you can create the content easily over the course of a month. So you don't have to be on there all the time. Right. Especially but if it's if you not do your nature. Enjoy it. Yeah. If it's something yeah, that you're if just it's not, not your nature, if you do, yeah. then that's fine. But also like, don't look at what other people are doing because what works for them may not work for you. Okay. okay. Right. And mm-hmm. it's, and so you just have to do what you do. And I know that's easy to say, but if you're going to do that, you're just going to weigh yourself down. It's really funny because doctors and all these other professionals, you know, when you look at these other professionals, they're not sitting there looking at, oh, I helped this many patients or I did this or I did that. They just, they do the thing. They just do the thing. They, they just, just do, do it. The right. Thing. That's such a good yeah, point. I mean, that's, Rania, if, yes. I, if they have the one thing I tell my clients all the time is just do the thing. Mm-hmm. Don't put on a persona. Can I just ask that? Can I just state that? Mm-hmm. Please be authentic. Please, please, please don't try to be what you think people are looking for because what people are looking for is you. Okay. There are a lot of beautiful people out there. There are a lot of quirky looking people out there. <laughs> Casting directors, when you are when you know you have to cast people, you're looking for something. Not everybody is supposed to be, you know, a size zero. And if you are, God bless you. Like, thank God. <laughs> you could be a size 10. God bless you, because I see you and me or me and you, you know, like, um, if you are, you know, whatever you are, God bless you because we need you. We need your unique abilities, your unique skill set. There's nobody out there like you. And I think that's where TikTok was so powerful. If you look at what happened during COVID, people saw themselves in other people. Mm -hmm. Nobody was looking at their hair. Nobody was looking at this. Yes. As a performer, you do have to maintain a certain persona, right? And you will attract people, but those grandmas and those families and those individuals that were getting all of that, and I realize we are talking a lot about social media, but that is the first first step really, right. was about them being authentic and it worked. 
So if I can say anything, you know, just be you, just do the thing that you do really well, share the lessons that you've got along the way, and then, yeah, start sharing across different platforms. There isn't one best platform, but I would say, you know, YouTube, they're always looking on YouTube, Instagram, and then pick one more. Okay. If you can stick to three, Instagram, you can push to Facebook. Really, Facebook that yep. is just there now. I would say IG is more. Um, and then, yeah, TikTok. TikTok can be difficult. You know, the algorithm algorithms change. But if I can say as a performer, get on LinkedIn. Have a professional profile. Okay. Yeah, I'm right? not sure. that's a really good, suge- interesting suggestion because I'm not sure that uh, everyone thinks right away LinkedIn, so right? No, but you're a professional. You know, a lot of the the actors, directors, like if you're looking at getting on, it's funny because a lot of major actors are on LinkedIn, you know, and there's a reason for that because there's they're building their base, right? And they're building their professional base. Get on LinkedIn. You are a professional. You should take pride in being a performer. This is a profession. Get on there. Don't think, oh, I don't need that. Yes, you do. Share your successes on there because you know what? Uh, production companies, directors, casting agents, they're all on there. Publicists like myself, PR companies, people who are involved with these other people, they're like, you know what, I see people on there. A lot of TV hosts are on there, right? So why aren't you on there? It's a really good point. And plus, when you Google somebody's name, their LinkedIn profile comes up pretty pretty high on that on that page. So having yeah. a professional LinkedIn profile as, yeah. a, as a performer is that's a really really good point Rania because again I don't think I think we we think branding ourselves across platforms we're thinking Instagram we're thinking TikTok we're not necessarily thinking LinkedIn so that's an amazing suggestion what have you seen in your experience um, mistakes what are the common mistakes that actors and, and <laughs> models performers when they brand themselves and I'm sure you've seen some stuff <laughs> yeah, I've seen some stuff. I've gotten lots of calls for stuff. <laughs> yes. communications yes. And I'm like, really, this isn't. And that's, you know, anytime oh, I've been asked for a quote in media is always about when people run their mouths. Like, people stop running your mouths. Like, I'm sorry, I yeah. should say that maybe more no. professionally. Just stop, ta- stop, just stop talking. <laughs> just stop it. Okay, you can have an opinion. And, you know, if you, um, if you have something you want to say, you're an outspoken individual. I'm outspoken too. You know, you want to advocate. You want to say stuff. Say it. It's it's a free country. We have free speech. I believe in free speech. I believe in the freedom of being able to express who you are and what you believe. Of course. But take a beat. You know, look at what you say and say it in a thoughtful manner. Don't go running your mouth. There's no need to insult people. Um, I don't know if anybody's noticed, but there's no such thing as a deleted tweet. You ever hear, oh, they this was the deleted tweet, and yet it's not deleted. They're showing it to you on TMZ. Lives forever. There is no such thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, if if you're like me of a certain age and grew up on Facebook and you're part of these mommy groups, you will see that somebody out there has screenshot somebody you've said. I don't know how many times you say, oh, well, I screenshot it. I saw what she said. Yep, absolutely. You know, or I saw what he posted, right? And it's all coming back like poor these poor performers that, you know, ran their mouths, especially these comedians that thought they were being funny at a certain point, right? And they ran their mouths. So please don't run your mouth. If you want to advocate, advocate, but be thoughtful, be professional, and say something. If you're going to say something, say something. 
Don't, and that's where it comes back to don't run your mouth. So I think that's the biggest thing. The other thing might be exposing too much of yourself. Okay. In that way. I see, especially I would say a lot of young women feel that, or, or female identifying individuals feel that they have to show their wares a lot. Mm. And you don't. You really don't. Okay. So really think about what you want to put out there and, how you and want people to put see it out you. there, but you don't have to give it all away okay. in terms of, who, you know, what you're doing at all times. Like I would say really pick, and that's why maybe having a more curated, you know, you can be authentic, but curated where you say, you know what, I'm going to create this content and I'm going to plan it out and I'm going to put it there. And sure, if you want to do some lives when you're somewhere really cool, mm-hmm. you know, you want to do some stuff, that's fine. Um, but I think it's, you know, when you start putting everything out there, it gets really hard to withdraw and pull that away. And the other thing is posting so often mm-hmm. that you build this community because what happens is the algorithms on these social media platforms, um, they favor people who post a lot and get a lot of engagement and of stuff. Course. And then when you pull away for a week or two because you need a mental health break, mm-hmm it actually doesn't benefit you and, and it starts to, uh, you know, you um, reduce your prominence. Yeah. So, so I would say have a schedule that's manageable and be consistent because that inconsistency is what makes it hard. And if you need to hire someone to help you, like right. there's lots of, you know, students, you know, young people who can do this. It's not, you know, if, if you don't have a big budget or, or with friends or again, you know, plan it out so you have a few hours. This is part of your job, just like doing a self-tape. And then if I can, oh yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, Rania, please. Um, I think I, I'm going to go back to the authenticity piece is really be who you are. Don't pretend to be something you're not because you think that's what they're looking for. Because it'll come out and, you know, don't, don't show yourself like riding a horse and doing whatever. And (laughs) (laughs) you know what I mean? It was like this one off of a 10 second snippet. And then they ask you to do something, you know, great. Like we're going to put you in a Yellowstone uh, (laughs) thing. And you're like, oh my God, I don't even know where the stirrup goes. I don't possess that skill actually. (laughs) Yeah, no, they, yeah. I can ski, I can ski downhill. And meanwhile, you're like, yeah, I cross country skied like when I was in grade eight at school. So, so you're, so you're a, a, a brand new actor. You don't have a, a lot perhaps to, to put out there. You, you want to have a presence on, on social media, on these platforms. Yeah. So, you know, if we just take the starting point of, of somebody Googling you and the right thing comes up, if you were starting with somebody, you know, from scratch, you know, brand new and you don't have a lot, what would be the first thing you would tell them to do after they've perhaps picked a couple of, of platforms, you know, they're going to make a LinkedIn, they're going to have an Instagram. What would be the, the, the first thing that you would advise someone to tell their, their story, their authentic self, so that when they get Googled, even though they don't have a lot to, to build on, that they can still make a, a really good impression? So I would ask them to think like the people that would hire them. So I'd uh, say, I want you to put yourself in the position of a casting director, you know, who, production company, whatever. And I want you to take a step back and I want you to go across those platforms and I want you to watch. I want you to see what other people in your industry are doing. 
And I want to see what you think works and doesn't work. What resonates with you? Look at what those people are doing because some people don't have a huge following, right? but what they do works and the engagement they have is real. They're not bots. And you can see that because you can see the responses and you can see the people. See what works for them and see what, I think that's kind of the first thing I would do because a lot of times there is no magic formula. If there was a magic formula to any of this, it would be really easy. You pay somebody 10K and you're done, right? Rinse, wash, repeat. (laughs) It doesn't work that way. You have to really look and see what works. And you might look at someone like I love, you know, and I, Full disclaimer, he's one of my clients, but um, like on and off, but Eric Johnson, um, he's a comedian, he's an actor, and I love what he posts out there. It's just authentic to him. And he shares the quirky stories, and he shares the funny stuff, and he shares the emotional stuff, and then he shares his work, and then he shares his tips and his learnings. And that gets out there. And you know what? Because of that, you know, this guy's, when, when he does a comedy tour, when he's in something, it doesn't take him much. He doesn't even need me. He picks up the phone sure. or he emails yeah. producers on, at TV stations and radio stations. And he's across Canada and the U.S. on media for himself because all you have to be like, is, or he basically says, hey, I'm doing this comedy tour. Or I'm going to be in the show. And I'd like to talk about what it's like to do this. And then he shares the tips and he talks about the journey that he's taken and his personal journey. Like watch this guy, guys, follow him. That's he, a, is, he just yeah. got married and we're on the journey with him through his honeymoon and stuff. And again, not too much. Yeah. Just snippets. Authentic engagement. He's, Authentic he's sharing, engagement. And he's sharing real yeah. stuff and he's in people are, he's drawing people in. And then that means he's getting, he's getting booked and then he's, he's, he's getting booked notable. without me. He doesn't need me. <laughs> but that must be, that's amazing. Rania. Like that is definitely has to be a, a, a success story for, for when, when your clients seeing them, you know, be able to turn that authentic in, engagement and obviously their, their yeah. talent because he's enormously funny and, and talented, but just building on that to elevate his success even more. And right. And as a professional, say, you know, the other tool I would say to have is a media kit. Okay. He has a very professional media kit. And that media kit talks about, you know, uh, it's a little bit of a Q&A, getting to know Eric. And this is what I do for all my clients, whether they're performers or personal brands or anything, have a media kit. You know, your website is one thing, okay. but a media kit is just a short, you know, two or three page. It can even be a one pager where it kind of shows some of the successes, what you do, where you've been featured on, you know, some of that face information. It's just, again, it's much like when you um, go in and you have, you know, your card and you've got your headshots and you've got all the stuff. Like a media kit for media, they're not going to want your headshot. Mm-hmm. They want to know what you've done and what you're about right. and, you know, some suggested Q&A or some things about you, your bio. Have that nice. ready. Like as a performer, you should have a bio for media in case you get interviewed. You should have things that you can talk about, suggested Q&As. You know, and and when you're and, preparing all of that, I, I imagine that also was an exercise to help you know curate what you what you are as a as as yeah. a performer, and yeah, and obviously that's something that so that like break break it down for us and make it really simple. You're brand new, you want to make a, a a media kit. What would be the first thing you would do? Write your write your bio, have it on online. If you have, yeah, write your bio. Uh, yeah, have a bio. I mean, 
everybody, if you don't have a website, that's fine. Mm -hmm. Use your social media platforms to kind of have that. Use Linktree to have that kind of stuff. But yeah, you need your bio somewhere so they get to know you. You know, have it somewhere, even if it's pinned with a piece of, you know, with a picture or something. But um, have your bio, you know, have your social media platforms and the ones that you want out there. Um, If you have any numbers of significance, you know, you can put that on there, say, you know, this is the kind of following I have, because if you have a significant following, and these days, you know, you can be a micro-influencer with like eight to 10,000 people. Mm-hmm. So, and that takes time to build, but promote that, you know, have some really interesting fun facts about yourself. You know, if you have been featured in media, put the icon of that media, you know, if you've been on CBC, or if you've been in the Toronto Star, if you've been in, you know, I don't care, the Iona Station you know, whatever, whatever, (laughs) put that out there, right. And take opportunities to promote yourself and talk about things. Cause as performers, there's a lot of stories in the industry. Can you add to those stories? That's Mm -hmm. the other thing you have to look at as you're building it. Is there some way you can get yourself out there as an expert and make your um, presence known that, Hey, I'm here and I can do it. If you direct as an, as a performer, Mm -hmm. get out there and talk about directing. Get out there and talk about different roles. What's it like to be in a horror film? You know, what's it, what's it like? What's the emotional toll, how to manage your emotions after certain performances, right? There's so many conversations that you can have that you can impact other performers. So start being a thought leader in that space. And you'll see that you're going to start getting media. You're trying to help people, but you're going to get your presence out there too. It's a really interesting point too. And I think, that when you speak about Eric, who's 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 been really successful uh, at that, balancing you know sharing your personal stuff, the things that make you a a, a human being, just just a, a real person, and then also your professional achievements or the things that you do. So I imagine just having a good balance would also allow you to be really successful in getting people to engage with you in an in an authentic way. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Rania, have you ever worked with a client? So you, you've obviously had a lot of, of, of successful clients that, you know, rely on you to, to help you develop their, their engagement and, and get themselves out there. But did you ever work with someone who, who struggled, who struggled to promote themselves? Maybe it's they didn't have, um, you know, they, their, their brand wasn't well-defined enough. They didn't, like, like it's nice if yeah. you know exactly what you're, what you, like, you know, okay, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm a, I'm a singer, you know, I'm, I'm a really, really talented singer, or there's something specific that you feel confident that you can put out there about yourself. But have you ever worked with somebody who struggled to, to find that? Sadly, many people. <laughs> yeah. Many people, I think, you know, you've asked such great questions and, and it's hard to do it all in a podcast, but it goes back to figuring out who you are and what you are and what you stand for. A lot of people have this idea of what they want to be and the persona they want to put out there, mm-hmm. but they don't want to do the work, the background work to get out there. So I get yeah. a lot of people that say, I am a coach of this, or I am a leadership expert, or I am a business this, or I am a whatever. Mm-hmm. And they struggle because they just want to be known for that, but they don't want to demonstrate that they, that they know that. And that's the hardest thing. And that's why I was mentioning Krista and there's a number of other people. That's where you have to show it. And I think the people that are successful are the people that just do the thing. Mm -hmm. They demonstrate their expertise and their talent. 
and they go on. And the ones that don't, the ones that just give themselves a name, I had someone, I won't say who it is, but they used the word billionaire in their moniker. They were the billionaire, blah, blah, blah. And we were like, but you're not a billionaire and (laughs) you can't use that name. Oh no, I'm projecting that I'm manifesting it. And that's what I'm going to be. But you are not that. Right. And because of that, their brand got, and we had to back away because also as a publicist and most PR people will tell you there, there is a fine line. You know, we're not going to be inauthentic ourselves and we're not going to represent something or misrepresent somebody. Um, and I think that's really hard because people put the cart before the horse and they're Mm -hmm. like, well, I'm going to be this, you're going to promote this about me, or I'm going to promote this about myself. I don't actually have this credibility in this space and then it's going to build. And that's just not the way it works. If you look at the people who are successful out there, they are the people that are doing the thing that are getting the work that are demonstrating that they're an expert in that, or that they have a skill in that and it builds over time. And the other thing I think that's really important is to give yourself the time. Again, you know, for us, people work, you know, who work with us are often like, well, you know, they might not have a budget. And I know that. And I say, you know, maybe we're not, maybe we can just help you give you the tips and you do the thing or find someone, but it's more than three or six months. Again, if you could just hand somebody X number of dollars and in three months you could make them famous or six months, or even a year, wouldn't everybody do that of course. across the board? Even business experts, right? People want to be on stages, and they want to command $100,000 speaking fees. Well, if you could pay somebody even $100,000 to do that for you over the course of a year, wouldn't it be worth it if you could, you know, 100 times that over the course of years and years and years? It just doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. And that's why you see all these experts across the board constantly putting themselves out there. Why does Gabby Bernstein, why do all these people, why are they out there all the time? Why is Eckhart Tolle and Deepak Chopra, why are they communicating via newsletter and social media and events? Why are they putting themselves out there? Surely they have enough money to survive <laughs> for generations to come, Right. You have to be out there all the time and they keep doing the thing. So they are demonstrating it. You know, you could put out ebooks, you could put out one pagers, you could create, you know, create a community for yourself within the industry. That's a really interesting. The other thing is networking too. Networking with those people, working on different sets, getting involved. You know, this, there is no other industry where networking is more important, I think, than, than this industry. In the entertainment industry, absolutely. In the entertain- what what knowing, tips do you have you about that when somebody. you don't know when you're starting out? What What have you seen work for for some of your your clients? Um, you know, hustling, <laughs> really, hustling, getting out there, meeting people. You know, going to events, volunteering at events where you're going to see people, where you're going to get to know people, where you're going to get to know who the players are, where you're going to talk to people, develop relationships. Um, and can I say, don't develop fake relationships because I've been around for a long time and I have friends that worked in the industry in Hollywood. So I got to go to a lot of red carpets, even when I was, you know, as a producer, having nothing to do with anything. And I could spot from a mile away who was fake and who wasn't. And the people that were really fake and, and had a foundation of fake relationships in the industry. And I know it's really hard in Hollywood, but that foundation of fake doesn't get you anywhere because it's a lot of those people you don't see anymore Sure, because it doesn't work. Yeah. Like people want to work with people that are real at the end of the day, everyone's trying to 
to work. So you want people to want to work with you. And I, yeah, if you're, if you're faking it, it's not good. Mm. Yeah, no. And it's really hard because, you know, there's the fake it till you make it. So that's where I believe that if you're authentic, you'll get out there, build those meaningful relationships. And yes, there are a lot of really bad, evil, manipulative people out there. So that's where you have to be smart. Right. And, Mm -hmm. and really, you know, um, put some boundaries for yourself. But I think if you network with the right people, if you get out there a lot, and it's really hard because a lot of performers are introverts. I know that. I get that. I know that you're trying to tell your story and, and performing is a way to get out there and get that creativity out, much like a canvas, right? So a lot of Absolutely. artists are actually introverts. They're not extroverts. So it's really hard for them to get out there and put that because it's a lot of energy. It's a so lot you have of to protect energy. that energy, but you know, <laughs> be strategic. But you know, you do have to get out there and network. Um, I'm a super social person, but I find networking really, really uh, challenging. Only mm. because it's it's um, an energy vampire. It takes a lot. I think, but you need to do yeah. it. And I think it, you know, within your industry, I do think it's a such a valuable thing to you know attend stuff and mean stuff and and kind of push yourself a little bit because I do find even if you know, you think, oh, that's going to be a lot of people. It's, it's a lot. And especially, you know, the pandemic's over, everything's back. We're doing, we're doing stuff again. We're going to workshops, we're attending events. This, you know, even though it's, it's a little bit tough sometimes, it always feels good after. It always feels good after because you invariably will have made one connection with someone that feels good and it builds your confidence and I imagine all of this Rania has so much of this has to do with 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 feeling good and confident I imagine your clients that you've seen you've seen being become successful have have feel pretty good about themselves yeah um I want to point out um one and she's not my client she's one of my daughter's friends but look up Lucy Ellis okay this young woman uh who's also a performer she during the pandemic again just got on her piano and started singing and started recording it as a way to kind of put music out there she wasn't even like as I knew she wasn't looking to be a singer Mm -hmm. she just wanted to share and and elevate and that authenticity of her putting out there I mean she has now following of hundreds of thousands of people if I'm not mistaken wow and um you know subscribers and it was all on YouTube and it was all again just putting it out there and connecting with people in a different way and then communicating with people and now I believe that she's out there you know she's networking and doing all this stuff and taking opportunities and honing her skill in a different way I mean there are so many there are so many ways to do it just do the one that's right for you pick three things you know again if you're going to be on social be on social and and pick three that are manageable Mm -hmm. you know when I mentioned LinkedIn LinkedIn you're not doing the same stuff on there it's really just sharing your successes or your thought leadership Again, as a performer, what you've learned or what you've done or great articles, you know, about the industry, share industry profiles um, from a PR, a traditional PR perspective, you know, look at how you can contribute to the conversation. Can you provide commentary tips or thoughts on the current state of the industry or what it's like for performers or, you know, can you do an op-ed if you're a decent writer or can you do podcasts or can you create your own podcast for performers or can you create a series on social that has tips that can then be, you know, leveraged if you do want to say, listen, you know, this season, you know, uh, film season is, or sorry, um, festival season Mm -hmm. is coming up, how to get your documentary out there, how to, 
you know, how to do interviews, right? What can you do to contribute? And then, yeah, have the tools, you know, create those uh, tools like media kits or bios or whatever, and then network. And it's a lot. It's part of your job. But you know what? Every job has those things that you have to do. We all have to do stuff off hours, and we all have to hustle these days to get out there. And, um, and you know, if you look at us, we we have a pretty decent social media um you know, we are, you know, our platform, if you look at it, we don't have a ton of followers, but we have really good engagement. Mm-hmm. So the people that need to learn from us are on there and we're happy with that. Yep. And it's you real. Know, you can go on at yeah. Front Door PR and you can see we don't have a ton of followers, but we do have decent engagement because there's only so many things that people are, you know, people aren't going to necessarily follow a PR company for the sake of following them. Mm. And it's not authentic to me to try to be out there and be sexy yep. or be this or be that. I want to help people and I want to share great stories and tips and share our client successes so we can all celebrate their successes. You are so empowering to listen to, Rania, and, and I can, you. the, the warmth that I know you have with, with your clients <laughs> must just make them feel so good. And we're all listening, very lucky to have got to learn from you all your great suggestions right everyone's now going to google themselves and figure out and i love your suggestion about linkedin because you're right this is a job it's a profession so be professional have that professional profile come up when somebody's looking to hire you for a job because at the end of the day it's a job and you made that point so well it's been such a pleasure speaking with you thank Thank you you for your time it's been a pleasure speaking with you thank you it's great to have a chat with you rosie i'm in person likewise (laughs) absolutely We've been speaking with Rania Walker. She's the president of Front Door PR. You can connect with Rania at Front Door PR. Her website is frontdoorpr.com. Join us next time on the Spotlight Sessions where we chat with a renowned acting coach and talent manager about the skills that aspiring actors should be focusing on developing. It's going to be a good one. I'm Rosie Ferguson. Thanks for spending time with us today. Bye for now. 